0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. If you will. Joining me, Steve Classic
1: and Nikki.
0: All right, so this from devdiscourse.com, a website I have never heard of until today. Uh, Argentina elects shock therapy, libertarian. Shock therapy? That's, what shock jo- in quotes. Yeah, Shock I, politician. I think this is just a term they've given him because he's so different. Yeah. He's shocking, right? Like, hmm. to some extent, what we do here on Free Talk Live could be considered shock jock, right? Mm-hmm. Because we talk about things that, well, regular radio and TV and media and all that doesn't talk about. Like, ever, yeah, really. Like, we're literally the only nationally syndicated radio program that that has uh, the viewpoints that we do of freedom, peace, prosperity. Uh, we talk about how the state is evil uh, and how, it, you know, I mean, from my point of view, at least, uh, it's antique and barbaric and needs to go away quickly. Um, and Javier Malay seems to share some of that sentiment, at least so far. He's got that shock therapy. So far. So, anyway... Uh, Javier Malay, elected libertarian president of Argentina. Supporters of MASA 51, that's the opponent in the race, experienced a political wheeler-dealer, had sought to appeal to voters' fears about Malay's volatile character and chainsaw plan to cut back the size of the state. Uh, there's video of him talking about this. Really? Uh, with a chainsaw? I believe he had, you know, he was, wow. like, destroying, you know. yeah. Uh, he also had a thing where, like, he had a whiteboard with, like, all the different departments of whatever. Department of redundancy department, and right. department of this, that, and the other. And, like, yeah. you're like, gone, gone. He's just tearing up. <laughs> department of this, gone. gone. Department of that, gone. gone. I'd get rid of them all, right? Or, you nice. Know, kind of thing. So, yeah. like, at least the rhetoric is entertaining and spot on from a libertarian perspective. Right? Right. Like Uh, I
2: said, hopefully he's not all hat and no cattle.
0: Well, and and this is the problem with elections. Like, far be it from him to be the first guy to lie his way into office (laughs) and not fulfill any of his promises. Those whiteboard videos, I was just fooling.
1: Yeah. But it seems like when someone's... I mean, he seems pretty on point. Normally, politicians, it's like, yeah, they're saying a few cool things, but most of what they believe is
0: crap. Yep.
1: This guy is... Different he's, than any other president's yeah, consistent like, in his presentation, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would be shocked.
2: <laughs> Just like everybody else is
1: shocked. Just like shock everybody therapy. else.
0: Would it be therapeutic yeah. shocking? No. Okay. Because, like, we've seen even, uh, uh, like, like Vivek, right? He's flip-flopped on so many things. Like, it seems like these guys who are running for, for president in the U.S. that aren't Biden or Trump, right, Uh like cater whatever they're saying to whatever their current audience that they're speaking yeah, in to front whoever, is. yeah to whoever yeah clowns right.
1: clowns all of them right.
0: so if they come to like pork fest and speak right like RFK yeah. came right that Clown. was tailored to the pork fest audience right yep. but then he goes and yeah. speaks in front of a bunch of you know uh, lefties or whatever and his his tone changes just- his, changes his tone. promises change
1: i'm always really disappointed when like freedom liberty loving people
0: yeah.
1: are backing candidates like Vivek or uh, JF, what is it, JFK or RFK? Always... RFK. RFK, okay. Um, RF, because, RF,
0: RF, well, I'm not going to win so, the election anyway. So Radio frequency.
1: RF, whoever, right? <laughs> so the only reason why they liked him at first was because he's like anti vax right. or whatever. Right. That's a really well, good dumb, place to
2: start, though. It's a
1: good place to start, but it's a pretty dumb reason to elect someone to be president. And then they're saying, like, oh, a couple other things, but most of what this guy believes is garbage. Same with Vivek. He doesn't even believe in like property rights and like basic yeah. freedom 101. And people are like, totally, you know, I was going to say something yeah, exactly. I probably I can't say on the air, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, you know, they, they like him. Speak to me, Sister Nikki. Speak to me. It's just kind of embarrassing. It's yeah. like, why are you guys simping for this guy? Like, you know,
2: yeah. Vivek is the, He's the cleanest shirt in the laundry,
1: I think. Yeah. 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 Ah. yeah. You know,
2: if you got to pull out a dirty shirt out of the laundry,
0: he's probably the best one
1: probably you know 90 yeah, yeah probably
0: 99 percent of all the socks in the laundry dirty up the one percent it's like the police yeah <laughs> did you know that uh apparently uh, for every sock that you lose in the laundry it comes back as a, a tupperware lid yeah <laughs> oh right no hole right, right you know no container yeah. that fits it right yeah
2: and into a cabinet that you can't open because the wall just come crashing. I
0: like. I'm hoping I can reverse that. I want to go get like a bunch of Tupperware lids. <laughs> get some new socks. Yeah, because like, do some
1: sort of like seance or something. You know, and like then a have a them ritual. turn into
0: socks. Yeah. Malay is the new thing. He's a bit of an unknown, and it is a little scary. But it's time to turn over a new page," said 31 year old restaurant worker Christian as he voted on Sunday. But Malay's challenges are enormous. He will have to deal with the empty coffers of the government and central bank, a creaking $44 billion debt program with the International Monetary Fund. Oh, geez, they're on the hook with the IMF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Inflation nearing 150%, and a dizzying array of capital controls. With many Argentines not fully convinced by either candidate, some had characterized the vote as a choice of the lesser evil. Fear- Sounds familiar. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I choose to vote for no evil.
1: I, I choose to vote for the dirty shirt over the dirty pants. Because
2: <laughs> the shirt's not going to be as dirty as the pants. What yeah. If, what if they're yeah. not wearing it? Yeah, it's like
1: kind of gross to put on the dirty pants, <laughs> but the for, dirty shirt, it's like, meh. I'm
2: voting for the Tupperware.
0: <laughs> uh, so, economic anger at NASA and his party for an economic crisis that has left Argentina deeply in debt and unable to tap global credit markets. Malay has been particularly popular amongst the young who have grown up seeing their country lurch from one crisis to another. Wow. Ah, oh, It's like a mirror image of the <laughs> yeah. United States somehow, except they're further along in their, their hell. Yeah. <laughs> right, their, their it's government like looking into a crystal hell. ball.
1: Right. It's like, in three years, yeah. this is what will we'll come the to your country. Circle,
0: the sixth circle of hell is where they're at. We're in the third circle. Uh, Quote, our generation is pushing the presidency of Malay to stop our country being a pariah, said Augustina Lista, 22, a student in Buenos Aires. Malay's win shakes up Argentina's political landscape and economic roadmap and could impact trade in grains, lithium and hydrocarbons. Oh, lithium. Hmm.
2: The IMF probably loves that. Oh, you owe us money. We'll take your lithium.
0: Got like, any solar panels? I you you mean, put like up? the
2: the pill form
0: or the battery form? I think the battery. Yeah, form. Yeah, which one? The battery form. That's why they're pushing all this stuff. If you are uh, prescribed lithium, right, for your your mental health condition, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and uh, and then it's you know the apocalypse shows up, can you just eat some batteries?
2: No, you eat the lithium and put a solar panel in each ear. Oh, right? okay. Oh, Positive oh, and negative, oh, and you can yeah. just you know just go at it all day.
0: Sweet. <laughs> You're, You're fine. Lithium lasts <laughs> forever. <laughs> Uh, Malay has criticized China and Brazil, saying he won't deal with communists. Ooh, wow! And, and favors stronger U.S. ties. Well, no. it's also socialist. Uh, the shock rise of the 53-year-old economist and former TV pundit has been the story of the election, breaking the hegemony of the two main political forces on the left and the right: the the Peronists and the main Together for Change conservative bloc. I, okay, whatever. That's their thing. The election marks a profound rapture. Oh, rupture. Sorry, not rapture. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be rapture.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Again, that's next year. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be reading too much into this, biblical people. The election marks a profound <laughs> rupture in the system of political representation in Argentina said Julio Birdman. That's right. What? It's spelled with a U, though. An I. Cool. B- 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 Birdman. B- 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 Birdman. 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 I'm Birdman. <laughs> tweet, tweet. Tweet it out. He's the director of the consultancy Observatorio Electoral ahead of the vote. Supporters of Massa 51, an experienced political Wheeler dealer. I mean, but you're redundant That sounds there. like
1: a bad thing. Wheeler dealer?
0: <laughs> I mean, but so is... That sounds
1: like, oh, like you're a con artist or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's
0: a politician. He was a politician, yeah. so I mean, it kind of fits. <laughs> Wheeler dealer. Had sought to appeal to voters' fears about Malay's volatile character and chainsaw plan. To cut back the size of the state, Malay's <laughs> policies scare. We already covered this.
2: I, um, I guess they didn't fall for the uh, for the fear. Oh, I
0: see they repeated it. Oh, this is a horribly put together article. It's Although translated, it was just like a couple of like yeah. two hours yeah. ago tops. Uh, Malay is also staunchly anti-abortion, favors looser gun laws, and has called Argentine Pope Francis a socialist S O B. Nice. I like that. He used to carry a chainsaw in the symbol of his planned cuts, but Ooh. shelved yeah. it in recent weeks to help boost his moderate image.
1: That's funny. So that's where, because the story we covered on uh, Wednesday was talking about how um, his supporters will dress up like him. They made masks of his face. His haircut. Um, Yeah, they love that's his haircut. The haircut. Um, They were dressing up like lions because that's his thing. He's like the king of the jungle, I think he calls huh. himself. Cool. Um, and then the chainsaws, and we we kind of never got an explanation for the chainsaws. So, uh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> the I'm a Jack. Jack now baby. <laughs> uh,
0: anyone familiar with Jackal the band? No, just yeah. look up. Uh, what is it? What is this? Chainsaw song. The chainsaw song. Right? The chainsaw song. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were great. They were famous for that chainsaw solo. Let's go to Gigi calling from South Carolina with, via telephone with the
2: best telephone sound of all free talk live callers. Ooh.
3: You're so sweet, Stephen. <laughs> Hello, Miss Nikki. Good evening, Hello. Captain, my secret passion. <laughs> hey, and baby. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hello, everybody. Keep Sorry, it clean. Baby. Keep it clean. A heads up on a wonderful holiday weekend to all my fellow listeners. I am very, very disappointed with my local TMA radio station here in Charleston. No more Saturday night free talk live programs. They have some yucky computer lady on for all three hours. And on Sunday evenings now, some ultra, ultra, ultra conservative yucky talk show program. I don't know where it comes mm-hmm. from, but I have to say I was just waiting online and I heard the captain say something. I was hysterical. Now, please have a wonderful sense of humor. <laughs> Do not think of me to all my fellow listeners as an unladylike vulgar woman. But I pride myself on having a clever wit and an open-minded sense of humor.
0: I'm on the captain, edge of my seat. Gigi. Wow! What a as setup. I
3: always- Pardon? I'm, what a
0: <laughs> yeah! What I'm on the edge of my seat. Brace yourself, yeah. my love. Uh, As down. I
3: always say, I love my husband, but it's great to have a sense of humor to get through this crazy ass life and world that's blazing on fire today. But Captain, I would love to wake up in the middle of the night with your portable hard drive, <laughs> big and clunky. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: That's great. I hope the major, hope the major is cracking. I hope the major in
3: Michigan is I hope the major in Michigan I hope the major in Michigan is cracking up Jerome as well as Robert and Charleston. But how am I going to listen to the wonderful program on my radio?
0: Uh, the only thing I can suggest there is to uh, call your station, your local I did. affiliate and Petition you know, them, yeah. Be like, I did, hey,
3: because I remember once Richie Rich said, and I'm going to miss Richie because I think he's interesting and very bright, and he always has a good answer that well, I like. He's still on on Saturdays. Man. But I did call this past week, and I complained to the program manager like Richie advised a long time ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Why do they do this?
0: Uh, you know, it it depends. All so the money. So, like, some, like, radio is an interesting industry in that yes. m- most people uh, rotate frequently. So that is to say, okay, I
3: was not aware of that.
0: If you're like a, a, like a, a guy doing a show like at the radio studio, um, generally the career span for doing one show at a studio is under three years, right? Sometimes even less than that. Um, that stinks now with free talk live because we're an independent program in syndication. Uh, we we operate a little bit differently than other shows. So, you know, we always produce the show here in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, you know, Mark and Ian have been the foundation of this show for over yes. twenty years now. We yes. just celebrated our, you know, twenty second anniversary or something. I'm not sure what it was. Mazel tov. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh so you know we're we're a little different than that but sometimes a, a new program director will get hired somewhere on a station and they they want to make a name for themselves they want to put their own oh, stamp okay. on so it you know
4: politics
0: generally speaking or at least oh, ladder yeah. climbing you know that kind of a thing where like if i got hired at a radio station as a program director i'd make some changes to like you I know get rid of the computer lady
3: that because when i was chairperson in a particular Department at a university that I was teaching at down in South Florida. Uh, I did that with many, many new implementations, and it's exactly correct. I wanted to make a name and a reputation and establish myself as new, dynamic, creative, so I can understand that. Now, of
0: course, my changes would be just to have Free Talk Live on 24-7 <laughs> on whatever radio station, right? you know. But, but that's me. Well,
3: I do enjoy the BBC and NPR from time to time, sir,
0: Indeed. but
3: I wanted to share with you because I've never mentioned it. I completed my Master of Arts degree at the University of Washington in Seattle. I loved living in Seattle.
0: I I did, too, while I was there until I, like, sort of woke up to the evil of statism. Um, And so, like, I was busy in, you know, heavy metal bands, playing guitar, partying, right? I had a day job, and my life was go to the day job uh go to rehearsal you know take care of you know all the things i need to take care of in the rest of my life uh play a gig or and two on play the weekend
3: music at night.
0: yeah play a gig or two on the weekends and and you know that was really my entire life and then
3: it was so beautiful living there oh, it geographically is. and i love the cultural diversity different people from Oh, over the world, especially at the university. Oh, yeah. I used to travel to British Columbia, the Cascades, down the Oregon coast. And for me, it was a real treat.
0: Go out Growing to the San Juan Islands. Miami,
3: and then I did my undergrad uh, at UCLA and UC Santa Barbara. So Seattle was just gorgeous. And I have very, very fond memories. Me too. I loved it.
0: If I find myself following, like the popular opinion on a thing, I immediately stop and go. Wait a minute. Yeah. Let me look at the other side of this thing. Why is it popular? Why am I following this? Because, (laughs) I mean, generally speaking, I'm not following what's popular. Right. It's just been just go the the opposite way. Just been the way my life has gone. You know, I I take a page out of uh, you know George Carlin slash Lenny Bruce. You know, and I'm like, I don't believe anything the government tells me. Right. Now, they right. might they might be telling me something right that, that I should believe, but I immediately don't believe them. Distrust. Yeah. Uh, right. Like that's the first place that I go. Right. Or whatever they call a bill. It's just the
2: opposite of what they call
0: it. Whereas like the majority of people, they're like, you know, watch a television newscast and there'll be some politician up there going, OK, well, here's what's happening and why it's happening. This is why we're doing it. They go, Oh, OK, that must be why we're doing it.
2: Well, that's why they use the word officials. Right. Officials said that, oh,
0: they're they're official. I uh, Yeah, I go the other way because uh, that's (laughs) where people get into trouble, by believing uh, all the propaganda, by believing the liars calling themselves pop politicians who want one thing and one thing only, and that's more for them and less for you. They want more control over you and more money for themselves. They want to... Uh, they do. They want to war with other nations, but they're not willing to put their own life on the line. And that, to me, is the largest crock of s uh, I have ever heard of. Uh, in fact, the fact that human beings allow this to continue is a big crock of s as well. Uh, because if I have a problem with you, Steve, and you know maybe maybe it turns to violence, right? I hope not. Well, okay, but let's <laughs> just say it does. Like. I'm going to duke it out with you. I'm not going to go hire, like, you know, 10 other guys to, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, uh,
1: don't get me I, involved with it. Like, you, like, know? Uh,
0: you know, I really want to kick that guy's ass, but, like, I'm not willing to do it myself. Right? Well, then don't, right? right. Like, I mean, what? it just makes no sense. So, like, all of these presidents... All of these leaders of these countries, these monarchs, these dictators, whatever they are, however they got into power, if, if their entity is dropping bombs on people, then they are the ones who have no balls. Right. They are the ones who are the sickest people on planet Earth. Right, put them up
2: put them up in a plane and like you pull the lever and drop yeah. those bombs.
0: Yeah. On, how about you fly over, put on some gear, yeah. get yourself a rifle, you know, go start Jump taking of care of business yourself, right? right. If it's so Lead important. By example. To you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway.
1: Reminds me of that Black Sabbath song, War Pigs. In what way? Because that's what they're talking about in the in the song. Uh the the politicians. Waging wars using other people like pawns and chess.
0: Bingo. Right. Yes. So And that is what they are. They are war pigs. Um if if you support like I've heard way too many people say things like I just bombed the whole Middle East. Turn the whole turn the whole thing into a parking lot. Right. Yeah. I'm like
1: people live there. I'm
0: like, I, I have no problem with the people living in the Middle East. What I have a problem with is the governments. Right? That's the problem. Because people can yeah. figure out how to cooperate and get along. Right. Right? They really can. Yeah. You know, open your door, talk to your neighbor. Have you figured well, out how to get along they, with your neighbor? Even I if have. If they
1: can't, let them duke it out. You know what I mean? Right. But like once you bring it to this mass scale where you have entire countries or these politicians that are representing an entire country waging a war against another country you know if you just kept it like let's think of um like a like a tribalism right Mm -hmm. so you like native americans right there's different tribes and if they had an issue they would either talk about it Mm -hmm. you know pass the the peace pipe yep or they would fight but it's it, on a smaller scale, right? But now that we have these giant countries and there's so many people involved, and there's money and resource and like oil, and things have gotten so mm-hmm. overly complicated. Yeah. And half of the people in the military don't even know what they're actually fighting for. Right? They're told these lies, and it's like, oh, well, we're the good guys. They're doing bad things over mm-hmm. there. So you, we're gonna kill a bunch of people, and it's gonna it's gonna save a a bunch more people yep. and. So they're told these lies and really it's like, no, we're fighting this uh, war over you know poppy fields and lithium oil mines. and yeah and lithium <laughs> and, and, and all this other well, these and resources become, and money and they,
0: yeah, they become mercenaries for the bankers. statism is so evil that it creates its own hell and then tries to sell you the solution that they are the solution to the mm-hmm. own hell that they've created. Uh, for example, Long time ago, uh, before maybe Bush one, I think, or during Bush one, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, the United States uh, was giving money and weapons to something called the Afghani Freedom Fighters, the Mujahideen. The uh, this was the, the, the terminology yes. used on American television was Afghani Freedom Fighters right. because headed by a guy named uh, Tim Osmond. Right, because uh, because you know normal U.S. people. Uh, Public schooled U.S. people. Yeah, they can't pronounce that, you know, that whatever, the... but they can get their brain around Afghani freedom fighters, right? Uh, this later became the Taliban. That's right. right. That's right. The United States created the Taliban, right? They funded them, they gave them weapons, they gave them arms, they trained them, right, through various alphabet agencies, and then that became the Taliban. Yeah. And uh who is the gentleman you mentioned? Oh, Tim Osmond. Tim Osmond, yeah. also known as? Osama bin Laden. That's right. Yeah.
2: Sits on the board of Iridium Satellite. Well, I don't know if he still does or not. He so, died before
0: 9-11. So, <laughs> yes, blowback. Blowback is why 9-11 happened, in my opinion. Right? I uh, can't say that for a fact. You can't take that but, to court. But if you, if you as a... Uh, An entity, and in this case, the United States of America, the entity, the government of, right, the the military of the United States of America, uh, has been bombing and otherwise interfering in matters in the Middle East since before I was born. Mm -hmm. And I'm 51 years (laughs) old. So, like, mm, when you do that, when you bomb enough people, when you wreck enough lives, you think that they're going to, like, the children who grow up under that, who are they going to target their anger at? Are they going to target their parents? Are they going to target their neighborhood? No. They're going to target this weird military entity that has red, white, and blue stripes on their shoulders and carrying guns around and is bombing them and their families and their cities. Hmm. So to the extent that terrorism is conducted against the U.S., it... Seems to be a result of blowback.
1: Mm.
2: I, I I agree there, but I mean a, a lot of that stuff. It, you can also look at the same way uh, domestically. Uh, you know, the FBI will try to tra- entrap someone into oh, yeah. doing. You know, like oh let's let's go kidnap the governor, or let's you know let's you know start a meth lab or, or whatever. And then they, they 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 you know they set people up. Basically,
0: uh, they do, and they need to stop. Like, the whole idea of statism needs to stop. The idea that somehow uh, winning a popularity contest ascribes more rights to certain people than others is one of the worst challenges humanity has in front of them. Yeah. Like, Like, it is horrible that humans believe that this is correct, this is right, this is righteous, this is moral. It's not. It's completely immoral. No other set of humans has more rights than you. Hmm. However, most people believe that, oh, because they have a badge or they have an ID that says some alphabet agency (laughs) on it. Or they were elected by, you know, uh, as a politician in their, I don't care what level it is. It's local, it's state, it's federal. I mean, yes, federal is far worse (laughs) than local and state, right? And if you really want to try and get something done through voting, local is where you're going to have the most impact. Right. But that being said, somebody still loses their choice in any election, right? Because if it's a 51-49% win versus loss, well, now the 51% are forcing their perspective on the 49%.
2: Right. And then it just goes back and forth. The pendulum swings
0: in the other direction. It just keeps getting more extreme. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, every certain period of time, some other subsection of the population is having the guns of government pointed at them, forcing right. them to the way of we'll call it the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that right. that is like saying, "Oh, I'm okay with gang rape." Right.
1: Yeah, and we've already established or discussed earlier in the show that just because the majority believes in something, yeah. doesn't mean it's the right thing. Right.
0: Yeah, um popular opinion says. Like I, I go back to uh, World War II and the internment camps the Japanese. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: That was like it was popular to want that. Yeah. Like unless like,
1: you were Japanese oh, probably. Oh, that's right, yeah. But <laughs> right. I
0: mean like the the overwhelming majority yeah. of the people in the United States at least according to surveys and polls and of course historical action and newspapers and that kind of a thing.
5: Yeah.
0: Um we like, yeah, no, go ahead, round them up. Unscreen caller, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hey, uh, Dave in New Hampshire, a.k.a. Ridley Report.
0: Yeah. Hello, Mr. Ridley.
5: So, uh, Ian Freeman, <clears throat> I'm happy to report, is not the only New Hampshireite who has fought the feds in court rather than just, you know, caving. Uh, so, another man, Trevor Frizell of Stratford, mm-hmm. New Hampshire, uh, has uh, uh, fought his uh, – they attempted to convict him of assaulting a postal worker. Really? Uh, an assault and a postal worker grabbed him from behind and he turned around and fought back okay so um, they took him to trial tried to give him 20 years
1: that's crazy are postal workers like cops now that sounds like such a strange thing right like i couldn't imagine like being physically assaulted by the mail i mean i'm I'm sure it might have happened but i couldn't imagine being physically assaulted by the mailman right
2: i think they're just a a domestic spy agency so they might be driving around in their cars.
0: Like, I remember, and I bring this up frequently, but I'm going to bring it up again. I remember way back in the day before uh, active shooter, the phrase, existed, before mass shooting, the phrase, existed, I remember uh, there being at least one mass shooting that I remember, and it spawned a catchphrase that is still around today, albeit mostly amongst the older folks. It's go. called Going, going Postal.
1: Oh, yeah. That's
0: right. That's where this all started. It didn't start with, like, somebody showing up at a movie theater or, a, <laughs> you know, a school playground or going into a hospital or whatever it is. It started <laughs> at with a, w- at the post office, right? And so the term Going Postal was invented to be like, oh, dude, dude, chill out. Don't go postal on us,
1: man. <laughs> right. And it was a postal worker or some yes. random guy?
2: Yeah. No, it was a
0: postal worker. It was a chain, yeah. Of, chain of yeah events. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Dave, go ahead.
5: So the the story begins. With this this uh, guy was going. You know, they they did they pulled that trick. You know, where they come up to your door. Oh, you're not home. Well, we're te- we're going to hold your mail hostage at the post office. You know, and so the the guy goes to the post office to try to get his mail. And he's like, Oh yeah, we don't have it. It's still in the truck. And he's, Will we, will we close at four? He said, like, Well, I work every day. How do I get here to ever pick the thing up? And so they, they, to the credit, the post office uh, just arranged, okay, you can, here's where you can find the mail carrier and you can pick it up from him directly at the Jeep, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes there, finds the guy, and the guy won't give him the mail um, unless he jumps through some hoops. I guess he wants him to show, you know, to use a key on something. And and, um, so the guy sees his package right there in the back of the the van or whatever, and he just kind of goes and gets his package right um, in my understanding and that's when the guy grabbed him yeah. um, and um, so uh, <clears throat> the, the reason this shouldn't have been taken to trial though at all in the first place is because the the, the postal worker I guess had a history of problems right so he'd been he fired was going by postal <laughs> yeah they, they you know and um, he changed his story a bunch of times already before really the you know before the trial and everything so the, the fed should have just saved this uh this victim of their wrath uh, any more of their wrath right? <laughs> right but they the prosecutor you know just like a robot well we don't really care if we damage this guy's life and end it with attorney's fees we're just going to keep that anyway so, but, but it went all the way through the trial process five-day trial he, you know he chose to fight it uh and he won yeah that's really unusual
0: that's awesome yeah. Uh, kudos There's to me. his attorneys. I'm sure that it cost him a whole bunch of money. I'm sure that it cost him a whole bunch of time to fight this thing. Hopefully, he can find you know some sense of relief uh, in having won. Hopefully, he can figure out some way to you know recover some of that money since he won. I hope I, he, gets I, <laughs> yeah, he gets his mail. Yeah, and hopefully gets that package. His, his mail service doesn't suffer as a result. <laughs> This from scrippsnews.com, uh yet another website I've never heard of. Forget Black Friday. Plumbers prepare for Brown Friday. Oh no. Uh. <laughs> Roto Rooter, that's a uh, mm, Plumbing company servicing uh, company. Uh, yeah, they, they drain they, cleaning. They they usually put a snake down your pipe.
1: <laughs> hey.
0: that sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> Keep it clean. Keep it clean. It's, it it's clean. not a big clunky hard drive. So <laughs> oh, man. Roto-Rooter is encouraging Americans to get their plungers ready as the company sees a spike in calls the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard of Black Friday? No, 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 no. It's Brown Friday.
1: This is wow. very American. You know what I mean? This really encaptures the oh. essence of America. <laughs>
0: what? This is hard to read with a straight face because it's funny. One of the nation's largest plumbing repair companies said it expects to be quite busy the day after Thanksgiving on a day it dubs Brown Friday. Roto-Rooter said it experiences a 50% increase in call volume the day after Thanksgiving compared to an average Friday. I would like to be working at that call center. (laughs) Um... Well, and, like, if you think about it, right, like, okay, once or twice a year, somebody's hosting a thing, right? You go over to somebody's house, the house gets packed with people, right? And everybody's got to, well, you know, take care of business yeah. in the one or two toilets that may be available to them, depending on, you know, how many bathrooms are available in the house or whatever. Uh, And so, yeah, I can totally see this. I'm actually surprised it's not higher than 50%. Oh, my gosh. The company also said it had a 21% uptick in business over any other four-day weekend period. So 50% on Brown Friday and another 21% for the full holiday weekend. Wow. I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. yeah. What can Brown do for you? (laughs) Oh, wait, wrong business. Different company.
2: Get that package we sent you?
0: (laughs) It was pretty big. The label wouldn't stick (laughs) to it. You open it up? The company said Thanksgiving gatherings and meals can overload kitchen sinks, garbage disposals, toilets, and main sewers.
2: Oh, I think people are probably pouring turkey grease down their, their sink. Which is you, like, just just dump all that gravy right down your sink. That'll clog up your pipes. Yeah, it
1: turns into gelatin. Yeah.
2: And if you have a septic tank, forget it. You, you might as well just rip it up.
0: Didn't, uh, something expensive. Like, didn't something like the the Jetsons, the cartoon, like, uh, uh, predict that, like, at some point we would just have, like, food supplement pills with turkey written on it? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. right. Like, oh, Boring. Yeah, happy Probably Thanksgiving close. Own, you Well, know, oh, oh, yeah. Beyond Pops meat. My, pop my turkey pill.
1: So sad. It don't, expands don't in your stomach. don't like that. That just made me, you know, I don't want to think about that.
0: You don't have a pill for Thanksgiving?
1: No, I love cooking, love eating.
2: You ever see those dinosaur pills? They're,
0: it's like a. Yeah. And, when, and it when turns it, into the, like a sponge. Like yeah, and it, it expands. Oh, those, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so if you had the
2: turkey pill, it probably comes out like a turkey. It expands in your stomach.
0: I remember the. It fills you up. I remember the opposite of that. They were called shrinky dinks. Shrinky dinks. Yeah, hmm. they like were these large monkeys? plastic things. And you would have to, like, warm up the oven, right? And then you would put one on, like, a cookie sheet or something. Mm. Oh. And and it, and it shrinks. It becomes really? a smaller mm. version of itself. Like a little dinosaur. And so this was for, yeah, dinosaur. this was like a children's yeah. thing, you know? Does like, it ever oh, get quicker. bigger or once you do it, that's No, that, it just goes the, the one way and that's it, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's boring. Yeah. Well, it's like sea monkeys. You ever see that in the back? <laughs> yes. Of like a, yeah. Those are just brine shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, that's all yeah. they are.
1: It's kind of weird that they're all dried up in there and then you... You come back to life. Yeah, it's well, kind of creepy. That's what
0: happens to yeast.
1: Yeah. So, but, you know,
2: it's not. I mean, unsummon. a shrimp's a
1: little bit more than a bacteria, though.
2: Can you still buy sea monkeys?
1: Or a yeast.
0: Oh, I imagine. You can. So. Yeah. You
1: can get them on Amazon. Really? Yeah.
0: I'm going there now. Roto rooter issued the following tips to prevent dr- trouble during Thanksgiving weekend to prevent drain trouble. A. A. These a. aren't numbered right <laughs> A. One. A. Never pour grease, turkey drippings, or cooking oil down drains. That's we, it. We just covered that? Yeah. They solidify in pipes like candle wax and choke drains. hmm Do not put potato peels, poultry skins, bones, rice, or pasta down the garbage disposal. Disposals can handle small quantities of scraps, but most food should go into the trash can or... The compost pile? The compost <laughs> pile! Very good, Yes. <laughs> well done. Uh, make sure the garbage disposal is running when you add food scraps <laughs> yeah don't no, put your hand on. don't turn put your on. hand in there <laughs> turn it on first then pour the thing down right you know if you're gonna
1: run the water <laughs> come yeah. on come on guys yeah
0: this is don't eat yellow who is, no come who on' is a
1: garbage disposal anymore <laughs> they oh, still I make I've never those? had one I
0: wish I had one
1: my grandparents had one yeah. but then you know eventually you stop using it because it's like well, <laughs> it's all clogged it the... up yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it's like, just put it in the trash. I don't have
0: one in my house, and also I don't like when my trash can mm. in the kitchen gets stinky, right? And if yeah. you put food scraps, particularly like produce, right, um, I, I go through, uh, like avocados, for example, right? Uh, the peels and the, in the uh, whatever, they go in the trash can. What? If it sits for more than two days, it starts to stink. Those should go yeah. in the compost pile. Well, so I I don't have a garden, so I don't have a compost pile,
2: but, but if you had a compost pile, then you used have a garden.
0: To, I used to live in a place that did, mm. and I got in the habit of putting all of my food scraps into a thing and on the counter. And then you just throw it away separate. And uh, the right. thing on the counter is like a temporary compost right. pile yeah. thing. So instead of that, because I don't have a thing on the counter to put the compost in, I just use a Ziploc bag. Yeah. And I will chuck all of my food scraps into you know the Ziploc bag, and I will leave it in the refrigerator. Oh, if you leave banana peels out, you get all those fruit flies, then you get the little But if you put thing, the banana <laughs> peels and the avocado peels and your chicken carcass and your leftover fats from your steak or whatever it is, right? Yeah. All of your food scraps, if you just put them in a Ziploc bag in the refrigerator. Zip it and put it in Zip there. it. You put it in the refrigerator. No stink. And then you just throw zip it and throw it out. Yeah. When trash day comes around, you open up the fridge, go, what do I have to throw out? Oh, look, it's this bag of compost. Right. right. And then you chuck it in the Genius. trash. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Sally's so. your aunt. Sally is my aunt. How did you know? Have you met? Right. Yeah. Uh so the- what does B say? <laughs> A, A A was
2: A was the garbage supposed not.
0: Oh yeah. B? we're we're way beyond B now. We're on to like C or D. Uh, don't flush wet wipes down the toilets. Really? Yeah, like
1: it says it on the package, hand, in like bold leather. Handy letters.
0: wipes. Uh, what's the other one? Royal Bowl. Is Royal. The name? I don't yeah, know what that's that is. that's a brand name of of the wet, oh. wet naps. Oh. Wet nap is a brand name Even, as well. And
1: you know what? Even the flushable wipes, you're not supposed to. Hmm.
0: Yeah, most won't dissolve and may clog drain yeah. pipes and sewers. Uh, and then here's another tip place plungers in guest bathrooms to save guests the embarrassment of asking for one <laughs> That's a nice yeah that's, that's number really one. nice yeah Like whenever I move into a place if I don't have one the first thing I do is get a plunger next to the toilet Regardless of how many bathrooms are in the place I get one for each bathroom because right. because of that Right like <laughs> and an extra roll of toilet paper <laughs> you want that too You do want to make sure that there's you know an extra roll on hand yeah. should should your yeah. guest bathroom run out of toilet paper if you have a guest? So they, have, they don't have to run down the hall and tell you. Uh, and then uh, they also say make sure that you have your poop knife mounted on the wall next to the <laughs> toilet. The poop it, knife. It, it doesn't say that. I just I just made that up as a callback to last week. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> uh, you don't have a poop knife. Come and on. then yeah, hey hey Bill, where's your where's your poop knife? To my what? <laughs> You don't have one? Uh, and then finally, spread out showers and laundry loads so pipes have time no. to drain. So Honestly,
1: I'm not going to do any of this.
0: <laughs> you're going to take a shower while the laundry is going? I never do that yeah. because uh, like, I, well, like the laundry will kick in and you'll either lose pressure or the water will get really hot or really cold.
1: Yeah. I mm. wash my laundry in cold water. Me too. So.
0: But then like the shower becomes piping hot once the cold water kicks in. Oh, Then your plumbing is wrong. Well. Yeah, you need better. My house that. is 130 years old. It's as right as it's going to get.
1: Welcome welcome to New Hampshire.
0: It's as right as it's going to get, right? Like everything <laughs> works got and flows. New and this great thing called plumbing.
1: Let's put it in like, your
2: house, right? 100 years ago. <laughs> we got plumbing. All right, the top 12 states to live in. Alaska, Washington, Idaho, Montana, North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, New York, Vermont, Maine,
0: and New Hampshire. And cool. what what makes them the top 12 states? Well, they're along the top of the United States. Yeah. They <laughs> right, are right the along
2: top Canada. states. Yes, they're right along the Canadian border. Quite literally, the top <laughs> the m- 12.
1: northernmost states, yes.
2: Those are the top 12 states.
1: Well, we made the but, cut, though.
2: But New Hampshire has made the cut. Oh. We oh, have the top, made the, the cut. Top 12. In fact, I think we've, we've moved. It
1: depends, you know, if you're going left to right versus right to left. If you go right to left, then we're at least like we're the- number two. You know, we're number two. Yes. We're number two. <laughs> we're number two. We're number two. But wait, I
0: thought we were number one. Uh this from the Josiah Bartlett Center for Public Policy uh, amongst other places. Sounds very prestigious. Where you can, or you can find this tank. particular information. New Hampshire again tops all of North America in economic freedom. That's right. That's oh, freest yeah. state in the nation. Golf clap. Uh this is- New Hampshire is the most economically free state in North America and in the United States, once again, edging Florida to top every Canadian province, U.S. state, and Mexican state, as ranked by the Fraser Institute, Canada's free market think tank. So, not just in the U.S., in North America. Wow. New Hampshire is the most economically free place. Beat Mexico. Wow. Wow. Right, the entire country of Mexico. It's New Hampshire has more economic freedom, according to the Fraser Institute. Hmm. The Fraser Institute's 2023 Economic Freedom in North America report, released in partnership with the Josiah Bartlett Center for Public Policy, measures government spending, taxation, and labor market restrictions using data from 2021, the most recent year of available comparable data. Isn't that just like in the midst of all the COVID crap? Twenty twenty one, yes, uh, that was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, New Hampshire surpassed Florida as having the highest level of economic freedom in the U.S., having scored a seven point nine six out of ten in this year's reporting. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, rounding out the top five freest states, not top twelve states, <laughs> right? top, top five freest, freest economically states are number two, Florida; number three, Tennessee; Texas; number four, and South Dakota was number five. Puerto Rico came in last with a two point eight five score.
2: Uh, last, yeah, they don't they don't have any uh, U.S. income tax. There's all kinds of tax tax
0: laws in Puerto Rico. Yeah, but I think Puerto Rico is rather poor, isn't it? By like you know per capita. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, the least free states were you'll Connecticut. Never guess. No, Connecticut. No, no. 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 You'll never get Connecticut. You'll never New guess. York. Connecticut. Bingo. (laughs) It's almost like I've seen the list. It was New York. The least free states were New York, 50th. California and Vermont tied for 48. Jeez. Oregon, 47. And Hawaii, 46.
1: Vermont was number three? No,
0: Vermont tied for 48th. So, geographically, right right across the river. Right across the river.
1: That's crazy. I, I don't remember seeing Vermont as 48th. And that, what, which one is that it's for? tied
0: with California.
1: For what, least free in Freest general? Economically, economically. free. Economically. Okay, right. okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So let's say Vermont, I mean, you can at least have a gun there. I think they still have constitutional carry. It is constitutional
0: carry. Uh, but but, but you that still has nothing to... to do with economics. Yeah, but...
1: No, I, I didn't know it was economics. I, I think I in Vermont you still have general. to
0: get a concealed weapons permit to carry. No, concealed. you do not. I don't, know.
1: I mean...
2: Constitutional
0: carry in Are Vermont. Are you sure? Yes. yes. I know, it it, used to I know be that's called the case. I'm not
2: giving advice, but I to my... I'm
1: pretty sure. I hope...
2: I, like, I go over to Brattleboro.
1: Carry. Yeah, I was like I was like I hope so because
0: I mean like if you're concealed carrying nobody's going to know anyway. But right. like can stop and stop and frisk. You get frisked, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no officer. It's my swear. insulin pump.
0: Uh, don't please. I to I hope they do. That would be great if they did because um uh anyway, uh you know, I find myself in Vermont from right. time to time. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, I I knew Maine was and so I didn't have any problems going to Maine. I uh, uh one of my former drummers uh you know has like his girlfriend's mom or something lives out in Maine, and so he flew. And he's like, "This is probably the closest I'm getting to New Hampshire. You want to hang out, have a beer?" I'm like, "Sure." Yeah. So I drove out to Maine, and uh you know, I went and hung out, whatever. And I just carried my gun with me the whole time. I knew, you know, Maine's, you know, yeah. it's all like, a, you can't carry your gun into like the strip club, right? In, really? in Maine, yeah, that's where you went. Well, yeah. I mean, listening we went out and hit the bars <laughs> okay, and you well, know, right. went, to the, went to the strip club. No judgment. Yeah, we're for yeah. it. That's all right. Uh, the Granite State. As long as they're carrying, too. <laughs> yeah. I only can like strippers. They could be carrying. I don't want them to be packing. Yeah, right. Where do they conceal that? Where did you pull that weapon from? I don't want to tell you. The Granite State, also known as New Hampshire, also topped the list of all states in North America scoring 8.14 out of 10, followed by Florida, South Carolina, and then Idaho and Indiana tied for fourth. Alberta is the highest ranking Canadian province tied for 31st with a score of 7.9. The highest ranking Mm, yeah, coming in at 31st. Wow. I think Connecticut is 30 in there. I think I know who this caller is, but what's your name?
4: Peakless Mountaineer.
0: Hello, Peakless Mountaineer. Thank you for joining us. Uh, are you calling about this Fraser Institute report? I am not. Are you calling uh, about how the air?
4: I regret to inform you that uh, Vermont is no longer a Vermont carry state.
2: Uh... A constitutional carry
1: state?
4: It is not. Oh, it so not.
1: so what is the law? So you have to get a concealed. Uh,
4: I don't know all okay. the details. I just know that they're not a constitutional carry state anymore. Um, honestly, I'd have to ask Zep and He's the one that keeps up on all this stuff. But that's not the reason I'm calling. Okay. The reason I'm calling is because of Argentina.
0: Yeah. So you missed the first half hour of the show?
4: <laughs> oh, that didn't pop as much as I was hoping. But I'm popping the champagne, <laughs> and I just wanted to say, we did it. That's
0: well, awesome. We? I Did, did you and I yeah, do I, something? I didn't vote. I didn't. Vote. didn't. I didn't
4: libertarians have elected the first president of a country
0: well people, people. have elected the <laughs> first libertarian president of a country i don't necessarily know that libertarians elected you know what i mean There's, I'm, I'm nitpicking of course
1: i it's great we'll though i'm i mean i'm very excited we definitely hmm. were celebrating
0: yeah we uh <laughs> we, we even sort of skipped over our normal sunday intro for a minute to like do are like this is breaking news, right? Because mm-hmm. we we learned about it at the the meal that we have on Sundays, uh, the social Sunday gathering, uh, where actually of all people, uh, our co host Riley uh, was like, "Hey, Javier just won," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that because yeah. I was busy talking as you know i want to do
1: as captains are known to
0: do." Yeah. So, uh, what kind of champagne are you popping there, Peakless? Uh, Andre. Uh, a cold duck. Nice. Yeah, that's probably the closest you're going to get to a champagne named like Javier or Belay or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Javier. It
1: was the most, uh, you know, Argentinian uh, one we could find. Yeah, it's
0: not like you're drinking Cook's or something.
4: <laughs> not a lot of Argentinian champagne here in New Hampshire, I'm afraid.
0: Uh, your opinion of this, obviously, you're high on it. You're you're glad. Uh, what, what else do you want to let listeners know?
4: Um, this is the first. Let's make sure it's not the last. Mm, yeah. And I think this is a, a tremendous step uh, toward making the world a freer place.
0: I hope so. I, I kind of feel like, um, you know how it goes even when folks get uh, elected to president of the United States. You know, they make all these promises, and then they get into office, and they try to make some changes, and, of course, they're hindered by you know the other party or the other, uh, let's call them, arms of government. Right? They, they don't, you know, they don't have the power to just sort of unilaterally make these changes and uh, I declare it and I've made it so. Yeah. Right? Uh, what do you mm. think is going to happen in Argentina with Javier?
4: Well, I honestly don't know enough about their political system to know exactly how much power he has, but uh, I know that he's going to change as much as he can for the better. Um, I'm sure that we're going to see a lot of, uh, like, with, uh, uh, like with Trump being uh, sort of stopped at every turn trying to change anything about anything. Um, But I think it's another one of those, like, in case you wondered what would have happened if we'd ever gotten Ron Paul elected, Mm -hmm. well, uh, let's just hope he survives to see his uh, first term as president.
0: This from businessinsider.com. An American woman said she was shocked to discover that Alaska isn't actually an island Calling for an overhaul of the school curriculum.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know if you can blame public school for that. Like, that's pretty dumb.
0: A woman said she was shocked to discover that Alaska is not an island and that it's possible to drive to it during a conversation with her Canadian boyfriend.
1: (laughs) I feel like she had to blame this on the U.S. school system because her boyfriend probably thought she was so dumb. And he was like, "Wow, those American schools are like really mm. worse than well, I if you thought." Can, if you can
2: drive to Alaska, you probably drive to Hawaii too.
1: Yeah, try it.
0: <laughs> In a video posted on October 26, TikToker Sabrina Abre asked people not to call her a "stupid American," quote unquote. Oh, sorry. This is
2: a publicity stunt. She's a TikToker,
0: as she admitted her mistake. Everybody knows that Alaska is cold," she said. But I did, but I know, but did I know that it was connected by land? No, I did not know that. Hmm. So um, she also said that she hadn't realized how big Alaska was just by looking at a map. (laughs) So
1: she literally just hasn't even seen a map before.
0: She she said she hadn't realized how big Alaska was just by looking at a map, and she had thought that Texas was bigger than Alaska.
1: Nope, probably not.
0: Alaska is the largest U.S. state bordering the Canadian territory of Yukon and the westernmost prov- province westernmost province British Columbia, which sits between the state and the rest of the U.S. As it is one of the U.S.'s non-contiguous states, along with Hawaii, it is often shown separately in a box at the bottom of maps yep. of the U.S., which could lead some people to assume it's not part of the same land mass.
1: Yeah, and I well, will the, the size 12. thing. You know, I will give it to her that um, the way they create maps because the world is a sphere. It,
0: yeah, no, here let me.
1: It, it looks skewed, so it, the stuff on the top looks smaller than it really but is. What they're
0: talking about is the square maps. So let me tell you something, people. Once but even upon then, a time, I
1: think it's still skewed.
0: Once upon a time, uh, listeners, uh, there were only paper maps. There was no internet. There was no magic rectangle in your pocket. There were. But, like, these square paper maps would have a picture of the United States, and then at the bottom left, a picture of Alaska and a picture of Hawaii because they wouldn't fit on the piece of paper. Okay. (laughs) That's the whole thing here, is that, like... Analog maps used to be on one piece yeah. of paper. Yeah. And that's how they depicted because and Alaska's way up here above and Canada. Hawaii's, and Hawaii's, pretty, Hawaii's far right, away, pretty far away, actually. So, like, yeah. that, the United States would be really small in the center, and then Alaska would be over here, and Hawaii like, way over here. Yeah. 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 And, like, nobody wants to see that on a piece of eight and a half no by one 11. Nobody wants to see
1: that. Like, that doesn't
0: fit right. on an eight and a half or even 11 by 17, for that matter, right? Yeah. Standard paper sizes. So, this lady had basically seen. Uh, nothing but that type of a map, right? She's probably seen a globe before, but not studied it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly.
0: Clearly. She probably uh, thinks Rhode Island's an island, too.
1: It's not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about the roads?
1: <laughs> what about the roads? <laughs> what
2: about Rhode
0: Island? So, it's not an island. Uh, I
1: mean, why would they call it Rhode Island if it wasn't an island?
0: All right, so now I I haven't read the rest of this article, so I don't know what, what it's going to say. Uh, Aubrey explained this was the reason for her confusion, saying, uh, the curriculum obviously needs some help. We need a good revision and overhaul oh, of the entire on. curriculum at this point.
1: You know what? And I do agree with her, of course, because I hate public schools. Um, so she's not wrong, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> we can
2: find some common ground. You're,
1: I, you're right. Yeah, like, <laughs> we can find some common ground, but you're, you're right for the, the, the map, wrong reasons. The map thing. Because yeah. I totally learned in school that Alaska was not an island.
0: <laughs> There's a They show the TikTok video, and this girl is young, and, you know, she's claiming, uh, obviously ranting, and very, like, animated in her rant.
2: Well, that's, it's a publicity stunt. Uh, Yeah. Of course it
0: is. Yeah. I'm going to go follow her. But there is a, uh, there is a one, we'll call it caption in the video that says, the American school system has failed me.
1: I mean, it probably, honestly, it it really did. did. Obviously. Somebody failed her. Obviously, it failed
0: most people. Many people
1: people failed her.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, The American school system is just an abject failure uh, because, if for nothing more, uh, the fact that one in five high school graduates, not one in five high school dropouts, right? These are people who graduate from high school, and one out of every five, that's 20% of them, are functionally illiterate. Mm Mm-hmm.